Hello and welcome back to Nash and Pine Sports Chat. We are back to talk all things local hoops with you this week. I'm your host, Wilson Times sports reporter Andrew Schnitker. Joining me, Paul Durham. Paul, the finish line is in sight for the high school basketball regular season. It is firmly in sight. Definitely the finish line for the regular season is in sight, and there's a whole bunch of teams hoping that's the first finish line they get to cross. Well, <laughs> and I, the only one. Well, and I think there, I, I think there are going to be a whole bunch of teams. I mean, I'll, you know, I'll start with the team that has, you know, state championship aspirations in its classification, strong state championship aspirations, and that's the Greenfield Boys, who play their biggest game of the season tonight. They're at Wayne Country Day, their rival, their arch rival. You know, the team that's right there with them in that NCISAA 2A, 3A Coastal Plain Independence Conference. You look at tonight's game, Greenfield is 9-0 and in the conference. Wayne Country Day is 8-1. and So that game is going to be for the undisputed top seed in next week's um, conference championship. And like you said, you know, what Greenfield hopes is just one of many finish lines to come in terms of the conference tournament next week, and then after that, those NCISAA 2A playoffs and a chance to, for you know the Knights to compete for a state championship. That's right, and Greenfield right now is the number one ranked uh, NCISAA 2A team per MaxPreps.com. They didn't play like it last Saturday against Wilson Prep. Oh, that was a really good game. They, they rallied and, and did play a little bit better in the second half and only took a three-pointer at the buzzer to beat them. Um, big game, but that one is not going to matter to Greenfield as they move into their uh, postseason. It certainly doesn't matter tonight when they're trying to beat their top rival, Wayne Country Day. So this is a big game for Greenfield because there's a really good chance they're going to see Wayne Country Day again and deep in that 2A postseason. Yeah, no, especially now that you are both 2A, which was not the case before this year, and it's why you see things like you know Greenfield not have and Wayne Country Day not playing in the Christmas tournament. That's earlier right. this year because they don't want to try to play four times. But, look, if Greenfield's healthy, uh, did, Hampton Evans did not play against Wilson Prep, correct? No, and I'm not sure of his status tonight. It was a co- concussion protocol. And they definitely need him. And I mean, they're going to need all hands on deck. But that's why this game's so important. It's not just for the conference championship as it was in the past, which is, you know, that's big enough. This is for seeding. Yeah. Greenfield should be the top seed if they win this game. Yeah, Wayne Country Day is currently number four in those rankings. So, if you, I mean, if you look at it, Plus, you've got the Burlington School, which beat Greenfield right behind them. So, a, a loss would – Greenfield's in a good spot and kind of controls their own destiny, but a loss would probably shake that up. A loss would shake that up, but, but uh, Greenfield win. And, you know, look, a lot of things can happen. because I don't know how they see it. It's not totally on um, rankings, but you would right. think – that would mean that Greenfield, if you know, if the seeds hold, would play Wayne Country Day in the semifinals, one versus four. So, like I said, they're going to play. I mean, you know, I mean they're going to play again next week. School and, and Wayne Country Day, Greenfield. You know, you expect all three of those well, to be plus, there at the end. I mean, Wayne Country Day and Greenfield are more than likely going to play again next week in the conference tournament anyway. Well, that's true. So, no, well, that truly means nothing. Well, other, other than pride. Yeah, and gate. <laughs> Certainly that. And concession money. Popcorn. Well, and you look, too, at you know the game that you just mentioned. Uh, that was a big win for Wilson Prep as well, looking at it. You know, Wilson Prep is, I believe, currently the number three team in those 1A East boys rankings. Um, in line 
pretty all just about wrapped up. They've got to play Northampton County again next week to win the Taro and Oak Athletic Conference in the regular season for the second year in a row. Looking for another, um, you know, deep playoff run. I th- I think Wilson Prep is playing really really good basketball right now. I mean, you look, they've won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight in a row, including that win over Greenfield. They've, they're at Weldon tonight. I mean, I I would certainly not want to face Anthony Atkinson's boys in the in the one A playoffs. Well, you know, Ant pointed out after that big win, as and as I said, you guys really needed this win. They haven't played. Uh, the competition level that they really want to play and that Taronics so far this year. They haven't really been challenged that much. It was really good for them to play a quality opponent like Greenfield. They played a lot of good teams and took a lot of losses back in November, December and showcase events and Christmas tournaments. But getting that really big time game against Greenfield mattered. But as Ant said, this might really boost our strength of schedule and it could make us uh, move all the way up to number one. Now, they'd have to jump over Bertie and Washington County, but truthfully, Greenfield's got by far the strongest strength of schedule of those three. In fact, Washington County's a negative. So, I don't know how or when they'll eventually do their uh, their rankings, but yeah, it could be. I, I have to feel like if Wilson Prep wins out and does it like wins the rest of their games, which I believe they should. Wins the conference tournament. Well, I mean, it would be after the week after the next one because next week's the last week of the regular right, season. Right. So it'd be that that week, um, they win that, win the conference tournament. I, you know, I it's going to have a hard time not making them number one. Although, you know, if Bertie also wins out, they have a better record. Maybe they maybe they'll do that. I, I like I said that that's a proprietary formula. We don't know everything that goes into putting it together. But um, yeah, Wilson Prep's in good shape. Ant's got to be happy with where they are right now, but right now is not the end of the story. So no, yeah, but you—I mean—you've got guys like Brandon Anderson and Leslie Minter, Mackay Eatman. Um, you know, keep going down the list. Jamar, Jamar, Jones. Jamar Jones, Josh Hicks. I mean, you know, you great, Wilson Prep lost quite a few guys from that team last year that went to the Final Four. Got a couple guys back, but. They've had a lot of guys step up this year, and I, I think it's a really impressive five-man unit right now. Yeah, and Josh Hicks, man, that guy's really been impressive. I mean, he's just he's just sort of inserted himself in there. He's not very big, but he's man, he plays uh, with a lot of energy, and that's what Ant likes to see. That's what when they say Wilson Prep basketball, I mean, it's a lot of energy on the defensive end, and just moving that ball around and just getting into a groove. And I think Josh Hicks really embodies that with Wilson Prep. Yeah, no, they're they're the if you you know if you have a chance to get out to the the Tiger Den as I believe they call it that that's a that's a team that's a lot of fun to watch in these next in these coming weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Looking to there's there's a couple other conference races that that Quad County Girls race still really interesting, still a lot to decide. We'll start with Hunt because there's still a lot on the table for them. You know they lost that rematch to Southern Wayne, but they didn't let that. Uh, you know, lost, beat them twice. They won a huge game at East Wake on Tuesday, a close win to put Hunt and East Wake both at 7-4 and four in those Quad County standings. I think the best with the loss to Southern Wayne Hunt can do is probably third in that conference. And this is going to sound strange, but it's going to have, uh, they're going to be big Fike fans over there tonight because if Hunt beats South Johnston tonight and fight, the Fike girls win at East Wake, which... I'll get to them in a minute. That's a game that they need to win. Then Hunt would go into next week as that third-place team in the Quad County. 
Yeah, I think third is about the best that Hunt can do. Obviously, he can't jump over Southern Wing because they lost twice to him. So, I mean, and, you know, you're at this point, given that Hunt started 0-7, they got to be pretty happy with coming up and getting, a, and you know, a real bid. Well, it wouldn't be number three. It would be a wild card. But they would definitely get a placement. And their, their ranking is pretty is going to be pretty high. So, I can't say for sure that they get a home game, but there's a possibility I think they could get a first-round home game. They're number 22 in 3A East girls right now, which obviously that – their strength, you you know, you aren't going to find they very move up. Yeah, they got to move up. You aren't going to find many better strength of schedules than Hunt. When again, you look at who they played in their non-conference right, with Bettingfield, right. Rocky, Rocky Mount, and DH Conley, which is a four A school. So, no, I mean, it, you know, they've been impressive to watch. You know, with people like Kayla Haley and Taisha Taylor stepping up. So Grayson Molson. Yeah, I it's think, like, I, I think the light for basketball finally went off because I mean, it's like Graceland and Kayla both. Big time volleyball players. Yeah, I really think it just took a little while to well, to switch gears. Well, and I mean they didn't have a lot of time to do it either because you got to no. remember that Hunt volleyball team went to the fourth round for the first time in school history. Well, so. the, you know, head coach Lorraine Creech, you know, she said it in the preseason. Um, cohesiveness, know, cohesiveness, and that's you know that's another word for chemistry and just getting. I mean, basketball is all about that chemistry of the the players on the floor and knowing what they're going to do. And I, I think it took Hunt a little while. To get there, but gosh, I mean, you know, they're they're a they're a scary team to have to face as is a low seed in the playoffs. And, you know, I mean, they're not going to be that high up, and for a team to face them in the first round, playing the way they are now, they're saddled with their early season, um, you know, losses. That's dragging them down in terms of seeding. It's not going to matter when you get to the postseason. No, who, who you lost to in November. It's good, and it's going to help you. The fact that you played those games against those good teams, you're going to be, you know, more battle tested, have some experience, and know what you got to do when you go in to play great teams in the playoffs. Well, Hunt is a veteran team; they definitely know what they need to do. Yeah, and I, I mean, and like you know, we talk about that non-conference schedule. I mean, playing in the Quad County this year, you play Southern Wayne, you play Fike, East Wake's a pretty good team. I mean, you're, you're getting plenty of tests there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a it's become a pretty good competitive, fun girls basketball league. And Fike looked for a while like they just might blow everybody out when they beat Southern Wayne that first time. But until man, Hunt blew them Hunt out, called them napping or something, and you know that was it. And yeah, Fike struggled. They they needed Jamaria Freeman to hit that shot to beat Acock. They only had seven players for various reasons. Um, you know, you get this time of year, you got injuries, you got little sniffles well, plus, and all, whatever else that keeps kids from being out there. Well, I mean, plus, I mean, Acock's a solid team, and that, you know, that that probably stood up, especially on the road, as a little bit of a trap game for Fike when you looked at, you know, looking ahead at what they had coming up after that with East, the, you know, they got to go to East Wake tonight. East Wake's a good team, I think. Yeah, when Fike played East Wake at home, they only beat them by seven. Early, yeah, early, yeah. less than a month ago. So I mean, they, that's a that that's definitely a team you can't take lightly. I mean, they I saw them. They beat Hunt on a buzzer beater. They beat Southern Wayne. So I mean, that that's a tough yeah, game. For I just me. think that game was Fike had seven players that put them in. Well, I mean, I asked Jamari the other day when I saw her fight, what what happened in first thing. So we just had seven players, and that was kind of self explanatory. Yeah. When, you know, when you're used to having ten or whatever, you show up with seven on the road on a midweek game. It's like okay get through it and they did you know you well and as, survive. as they get closer to the end of the season too you know and the jv season comes to a close i think that because there's been a few players on the jv team that marcus has cut johnson has kind of pulled up and down 
this year, including um, Emery Skinner, who's a true freshman who she was pulled up from the JV and I, I guess went back to the JV after, but she was our leading scorer. She had 21 points in the win over Smithfield yeah. Selma last Friday. Yeah, I can tell you, I think a lot of years, Emery probably would have been on the varsity and played a lot. But, yeah. I mean, you know, Fike's two best varsity players this year are sophomores, and they've got a good group of upperclassmen. You know, the best place for her this year was JV. But that speaks to a good program. I mean, you you have a good player like Emery who plays a lot on JV this year and then, you know, is ready to go next year. It's about, you know, building and sustaining year after year. That's what you have to do. Yeah, for sure. Programs are always based on who you got playing for you at any given time, though. So in, in high school sports, things can change, especially in the smaller schools. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think that Fike has got, you know – yeah, they could get more depth with the JV, but when you get to the playoffs, the state playoffs, if you're relying on having some JV players no, no, no. out there it's, to fill it's going to be all about good. how far. I mean, they've got you know a good supporting cast around them with people like Avery Lentz and Connie Pleasance and Michaela Williams, but it's going to be all about how far Jamaria Freeman and Joel Brewington can take them. Pretty much, and I can tell you, if Ike has to go on the road with seven players in the postseason, it's going to be a later round game. That's not going to be a good thing for them. So hopefully, whatever the reasons were, they can have a full roster and bus full of, of girls going to wherever they need to go. I suspect Fike's going to have at least two home games. Maybe more. Yeah, they're number seven in those 3A East rankings right now, which that's the other big thing for them besides just locking up that conference championship. You know, next week you've got those games at home against Hunt and Southern Wayne. Winning, finding, being able to win both of those, I mean, win these last three against good teams, probably would, I would think, if your fight bump you into at least the top five in that ranking. Yeah, again, I'm, I'm not sure exactly what the whole uh, – what everything that goes into creating those rankings, but you got to feel like if Fike wins out, especially if they win their conference tournament, they definitely should move up from seven. Probably, I mean, maybe even like you're not getting you're well, you're, uh, it's you're probably, just speculating because you don't know for sure exactly what. No, and but then you got to think of other teams could also win. I gotta out think too. it's probably capped at four though. It's it's probably hard at this going to be pretty hard at this point to get past any of E. e. Smith, Rocky Mount, or Terry Sanford. Uh, unless one of those teams fails and doesn't win. You That's know, true. The thing. So, but if you assume that they all. But do, I mean, then, I I mean, I know who's in Rocky Mount's conference, and it, I mean, there there's some good teams, but Rocky Mount's not going to fail. I mean, they shouldn't. Uh, they have lost this year, but yeah, who the lot? Yeah, one game, but yeah. um, well, they looked unbeatable when they beat Hunt by eighty. And Hunt's, you know, as you can see, Hunt wasn't playing very good then. But they're not a terrible team. No, that I mean, that's a win that looks better for the boys. Race is a lot less complicated though. Yeah, it is. It's um, it's it's looking because I think yeah, CBA Acox to lose at this point. Correct, and it's you know Hunt and Fike are having pretty uh, down years. Fike um, Hunt lost on a half court buzzer beater to East Wake on Tuesday oh. night, and by then, two by, by two points, and, which means they would have won the game. Right, and Fike did the unspeakable last week, but, uh, but I'm going to speak of it anyway, and lost to Smithfield Selma in overtime. Yeah, so it's not it's things aren't good over there, Golden Demon Land. I, you know, and that's the sad thing. I mean, Fike's got some pretty good players. Caleb Willingham is one of the top rebounders in the 3A East. I mean, yeah. he's having a pretty good year. He's had a good career. And, um, you know, I'm sorry, but I think Fikes, you know, they're, they're just not – they're not going to get a playoff spot. Um, no, there's no – And they're, 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 they're just playing out the string. And, I mean, to be honest with you, Hunt, Hunt like we said last week, they got some work to do, and they haven't done it. So, no, there it's 
And that, by the way, that I would not say it's a Acock and East Wake are both ten and one in conference play going into this last stretch. Oh, I'm sorry, I thought Acock had because East Wake won the first one. Okay, so I, they they've each got one loss to each other. You look my East, bad. I didn't look at the East Wake's right. got Fike at home tonight. At South Johnston and Smithfield Selma at home next week. That's probably three wins. That's three teams at the bottom of the standings, isn't it? Uh, South Johnston and West Johnston are both like in the middle six and five. So I mean, that's like, but I mean, like he's those are three well, games. The only East team win. below them is Triple uh, S, Fike, and Hunt, right? Yeah, and so. then Acock Scott, Southern see. Wayne. Yeah, they end with Southern Wayne. Acock Scott. West at West Johnson tonight at Smithfield Selma and Southern Wayne at home. Yeah, I mean, the, so I mean, all both of them could win. All three could easily win out, and then we'll we. Yeah, but then the seating would be in the place for the tournament. Right, they're gonna have to play each other again. And I don't, I'm not sure where the tournament's gonna be. I haven't been made clear yet. I'm assuming higher seeds, so there's probably gonna have to be a drawing for that. I guess. Um, haven't spoken with coaches or ads about that yet. We're just trying to get through the regular season. Yep, we're getting close though. Speaking we of getting, getting close, close, betting field girls can go ahead and lock up that top seed in that. That's not a race. Well, they, will they clinch tonight if they win? Yeah, I mean technically, I mean it's they're seven and zero. Eastern Wayne six and one. They beat Eastern Wayne soundly on the road. But yeah, they. I think they would clinch the they'll top clinch seed if they if they clinch a tie and the top seed correct if they, they win tonight yeah. because they would have beaten Eastern Wayne correct. twice. And no, but the next closest team is Goldsboro at four and three. So yeah, more good definitely should be more good things in store for. Denisha Briggs and the Bruins, especially after that record-setting game for Denisha last was it last Friday? It was last Friday night, fifty yeah. points tied the school record of Gloria Burks and uh, set a uh, a state record for three pointers in a first half. Twelve hit thirteen for the game, which tied a state record. And I mean, you know, she she usually comes out before the fourth quarter and. Uh, Jody O'Neill, the head coach, said he left her in so she could get the 50 because that was, you know, that's a milestone. No idea where she was with regard to any records or anything. And I said, well, would you have left her in if you knew she was? I, yeah, I don't think so. And, I, you know, I understand that. That's a that's a sportsmanship thing. You don't be out there bombing in three-pointers. I, although I have to say, if they did it again and she was only a couple away, it might be uh, it might be something to think about. Yeah. But, you know, Benningfield's going to um, – they're going to see a lot better teams pretty soon in the postseason. So hopefully they'll be ready for that because they have not really been challenged ever since the Christmas tournament. Yeah, I'd say the last best team that they played easily was Fike. Yeah. And then you look at them, they're number three in that in that 2A East rankings right now. Again, they, they really shouldn't stumble. So, I mean, they should have a fairly high seed and get to spend at least the first couple rounds of the playoffs yeah, at and, home. Yeah, and that, that – that's, I mean, there's a lot of teams with pretty good records in that conference. Like Eastern Wayne has got a really good overall record. I mean, and conference races. They just can't beat Bettingfield. North Johnston. I mean, gosh, they were unbeaten until January. I think Eastern Wayne beat Southern Wayne in non-conference. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So they're not bad. So, you know, it's that to a new six conference, as we look at it, you know, You'll get in the postseason, and your record might not be indi- indi- indicative of where you are stacked up against a team from a conference that might not have a better record, but was a tougher conference. But I got to believe now, you know, first off, I thought we thought, oh, well, the new six isn't that strong. It's just Bettingfield. But I really think they are kind of strong. Betting, I think Bettingfield's just that good. 
I mean, yeah, Bentonville's that good. Now, I, I do believe North Johnson, they played a lot of 1A schools early on, some private schools, so they got a little bit of inflated early on record. And as you saw, they, you know, they, they, they just can't hang with Bentonville at all with that press, as we saw Wednesday night. But, I mean, North Johnson, I, I wouldn't bet against them in the first round for sure. I mean, they're, they're a solid team. They're committed athletes, and they, they played some games. So, um, I, yeah, I think the new six girls conference is going to, you know, all said and done, it's probably going to be a little bit stronger than we thought at the beginning of the year. No, definitely. And I, I definitely think there's some teams that ha- in there that have a good bit to look forward to going into the postseason. We will look forward to talking with you guys again next week. We'll probably come back. We'll try to come back middle of the week because there will be a lot to talk about, a lot to look ahead to again. But until then, thank you for listening, everyone. Goodbye.